It's the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookie get on. Can somebody explain to me why Ryan Pace still has a job? Ryan Pace needs to get the fuck out of Chicago. How the fuck are we signing Andy fucking Dalton? We started with Mike Lennon. We traded up. Oh my god. We traded up for fucking a guy we can't develop. For what? For what? To trade a fourth round pick. The only thing you're good at getting for Nick Foles. Why? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. And now we signed a guy we could have had last year for three million dollars. Now we got him for what? Ten million for three million in, in fucking incentives? We're gonna draft a shitty quarterback, and now what? We're set back ten years. Bear fucking down. Fuck you, right there. Well, uh, that's the Mikey Bet Show. Everybody, welcome to the Mikey Bet Show, uh, sponsored by American Family Insurance, uh, Pecano and Associates. We are in the American Family Insurance studio as we speak right now. Uh, I have my guest, or not my guest, my partner, Chris. Uh, Chris, you want to say hi, Ray? Can't say my last name, man. I'm on the run. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut it out later. Cut it out later. <laughs> Uh, and uh, our our uh, guest, uh, my favorite guest we've ever had, favorite whoa, guest whoa, we've ever whoa, had whoa, is uh, whoa, Danny whoa, Mac. Whoa. Danny Mac joins the show. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> What's I going on, Danny Mac? I want I want to get well. One thing it's out of the uh, way. it's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. I guess, but um, go ahead. First first thing I want to get out of the way is the Barstool Gate with you and uh, Big Cat. The t-shirt, uh, I'm definitely Uh-oh. on uh, Barstool uh-huh. Big Cat's side. You definitely stole his idea on the t-shirt. Is that is that how he sees so, it? <laughs> tell, yeah. tell me, tell me why. Yeah, tell me, tell me why I mean, you feel that way when he's the one that, like, I sent him, I sent it to him. In this situation, facts don't matter. It's Barstool, it's Barstool you got anything? You know how much pool he has in the city of Chicago? You know what I mean? Right now, he's... He's the number one podcaster, well, yeah, that's sports true podcaster. Now. So anything he steals from anybody, it's kind of like now. you're, you're now. fucked. <laughs> yeah, for now, yeah. After after today's episode, you know, you have no idea how yeah. how this episode is going to skyrocket. That is true. After after this episode hits it's the fucking, uh, yeah, I, it hits the chart. Or, or, where we're or, or you go or you go way down after me being on. <laughs> That's more likely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's either one or the other. It's very polarizing. But I I, I yeah. feel like uh, I feel like Big Cat definitely knows that he stole that from me. No, yeah. Since he messaged he me def- and tried to justify st- it, he definitely stole it from me. It's like a it's pretty factual. Yeah, it's pretty like obvious. Like two days later, he posted <laughs> the same exact content, the same almost the same exact paw. Yeah. Might as well just like. Copy and pasted, and then you messaged him. He put some like, white out on my. <laughs> yeah, he put white out on my. You were like, you were like, come, come on, <laughs> come on, Big K. You know, I just sent you that like two days ago. 
Did he he goes, hey, uh, why don't I fucking just give you a follow and we'll call it even? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he said, why don't, why don't I give you a follow and we'll call it even? And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Even, I was like, absolutely not, bro. We, we still got to talk to th- talk about this. And uh, but and right now we're did, still uh, in talks right now. So um, what did, uh, can't Chuck really talk Swarcy, What did Chuck say to you? You're all well, good Danny, old Chuck. First off, thank you for the uh, fastball down the middle. So- we do have Chuck Swirsky <laughs> joining the uh, joining the show a little bit later <laughs> on this week. I I will go ahead and speak. So I will go you- ahead and speak on behalf of the Mikey Bet Show for for this interview. Chuck Swirsky was great. Talked a little basketball with us, of course. Talked some Chicago Bulls with us, and that'll be later on in the program. He was great, wasn't well, he? Yeah, Mikey? I didn't know that. Wasn't he? Wasn't he, Mikey? <laughs> I do want to jump. I do want to jump into the Bulls and talk uh, and talk their inability to close out games over this past week or so. But before that, obviously, we played that cut. Mike, are you okay after that Andy Dalton stuff? First off, are you have you got have you gotten back to level ground Dude. at least? Ah man, I'm worried. Like, I, I'm worried. I don't you. know what the fucking solution is, especially with this guy. Like. Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, uh, people keep bringing up Andy Dalton, like it's his fault. He seems like the nicest person, maybe in the world. No, and he's he's getting shitted on, like it's his fucking fault that he, someone offered him ten million dollars. Like, what are you gonna say no to that? No, f- exactly. It's fucking it's Ryan, like Andy Dalton shouldn't even. It doesn't matter about Bro, that. Yeah. It's about fucking Ryan Pace. But you know who it's really about? Good old Mister McCaskey. Hey. Coming down to Soldier Field to watch the Bears go nine and seven, eight and eight. Like it's a, it's embarrassing. And people that buy a season no, tickets, this is Mister. They should. It's coming you know to the I, point because like this guy is like literally up in the fucking the general. Go ahead, Danny. I was just gonna say the the time when I lost all hope the Chicago Bears is when they like shut down the city of Chicago so fucking Parky could practice kicks in Soldier Field. And like NBC News had like a fucking helicopter. Oh yeah, the chopper. Chopper was over like, Soldier Field. Like, can't release that footage of him missing fucking kicks left and right. That's twenty win- Tuesday night in Chicago. That's a guy. That's a guy that we. Forty years, they'll never win nothing in the next forty years. I guarantee. Yeah, go. He needs to go. He was I, the first I'm guy so to tired of it, bro. I just like, and you know, George is up there. Yeah, they should have literally put him, him and Chris Conti on the fifty yard line before preseason last year, before the first oh, game of Chris the year. Conte was and a on each goalpost, they should have hung him and left him there for the whole game. Chris Conti was a different type of piece of shit. For the whole game, I mean, they should have left him there. You couldn't imagine. I remember how bad he was. Like I could play fucking free safety or strong, whatever the fuck he was. He, I don't, I don't think he had a position. He was at just least, like the white, the the great white hope that never fucking made it. That's what he was, dude. Hey, at least we have the kicker situation f- figured oh, out yeah. now. At least. Oh, oh, get a match on Tinder. Wait until wait until next year and he go. He misses fucking twelve kicks from twenty five yards out. They never wait. even went back to Eddie Pinero either. Who Cairo Santos? They signed him for a, what a three year deal. Remember John John Fox when he messed up Cairo Santos' name? He called him Carlos. Yeah. Three years, fucking stupid fucks. I swear to God, Ryan Pace doesn't know what money is. That stupid fuck. Chicago needs a GM. I swear, he goes up he to just... George. Oh, hey, George. Hey, hey. Well, no, how funny is it that... that, that <laughs> George, you, I the... really I really have a good idea. We get the news that... 
they no, restructure no. three contracts, right? Makes you think that they're making creating some space for Russell Wilson. And then what happens? That was never anyone who thought that was gonna happen, you should be slaughtered as well. <laughs> I mean, there was no way that shit was ever gonna fucking let's be realistic. How about today Come though? On. How about today though? How about today with uh Kenny Galladay? How about that one? What a fucking jerk off. Doesn't like, guy Pace, like swear to God, he goes, like, a year? Every single time. Well, dude, he just signed to the Giants, and, and the Bears were, like, literally had them on the hook, but he just signed with the Giants. And that's the thing is, like, bro, like, yeah, oh I'm so fucking God. tired of the reports saying, oh, Giants have signed. Giants have signed Kenny Galladay. Um, uh, Russell Wilson is not being traded. And then the second tweet after is always going to be, but the Bears tried really, really hard. Who gives hey, a fuck? Why the fuck is that a, a, even a source? Well, of course they're going to make themselves look better. They got to get, of course, it was them who leaked all the information about what they <laughs> offered Seattle for Russell Wilson. They, yep. And know, honestly, like you said, they want to show that they tried. Even if they got him, they gave up, they would have given him so much. And what is he going to do? He's going to throw for 29 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and we're going to go, if we're fucking lucky, 10 and 6. And guess what? The Packers are going to be 11 and 5, and you're, you're the wild, you're the wild card looking in, and you're still gonna lose the fucking first round. Yeah, I, I mean, even if, even if they fucking got him, what are they? What were they were, the position. What were they gonna win? What were they gonna win? He's already thirty three. Say by the time they actually gain back the equity that they gave up to get the fucker, what is he? Thirty fucking six years old, and he's not gonna be doing all that doing a little dancing around he does in the backfield like he does now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that they were gonna fucking capitalize on that getting that motherfucker that's for sure i think the one thing that i was comfortable so, comfortable hypothetically with, hypothetically with, i was just gonna say i would be willing to give it give up all of it just for the all i like literally all i was gonna ask is like if you're the fucking general manager right now what do you do well what i do is i mean i fire myself on the general manager because i'm ryan pace so i'm gonna fire myself because that guy's a fucking moron I mean, you got to... No, no, no. Hey, Ryan really? Pace just gets fired. Ryan okay, Pace... Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Ryan, Ryan Pace, Pace gets fired. I get hired. I, okay. I, draft, I draft linemen. And if you Say you want to take a quarterback in the first round, or I want to take a quarterback first round. Okay, I draft him, but you do not play him for this, his rookie year. You draft offensive linemen every opportunity you get. Mm-hmm. Like, they, people want to keep getting new quarterbacks. You have no one to fucking block. It doesn't matter who is the quarterback. Like Russell Wilson is the quarterback. He's gonna be running for his fucking life. They don't have. Then they just they got they released. Uh, I mean he sucks. What Massey or whatever the fuck did Bobby Massey, whatever his name was. I mean he was trash, but they need more. Yeah, than they one. save they save five million. Yeah, wow! Congratulations. I mean, do they need three three different starting offensive linemen to start off with? And then you need Cole Komet. Whoa, what a draft. Notre Dame. Hey, I fucking hate Notre Dame. And anyone that associates himself with Notre Dame, you never draft a Notre Dame player in the first round. And, expect and I, you know what I hate? Everything okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the fucking landlord busting my balls over here. You didn't rent out our... I'm only our... like three months late. Guy I haven't heard of COVID? Fuck. You didn't rent out our, our apartment again, <laughs> did you? Hello? Well, no, it's more of like a, a, a Airbnb, 
Yeah, Airbnb. So so you did so rent out our apartment again. But hey, speaking up. of Airbnb, uh, Chicago. Well, let's get back. Let's get back into the Bears. Where do we go from here? Where do they go? Oh yeah, hey, Allen Robinson, the fucking uh, franchise tag. I mean, if oh, it's one guy, cool. it's one, it's one guy you give money to. It's that guy. I mean, come on. Right. The, if it's one guy you come to terms with paying, it's it's probably your number one he, receiver. He said like three. What does he have? Three uh, one thousand receiving uh, years in the NFL. One of them is with fucking Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, and then two of them are with uh, Trubisky slash uh, Nick Foles, who is a fucking. I mean, people that yep. I called it from the beginning. If anyone hey, that thought that guy wait. was going to play sixteen games Danny, or fuck Danny, more Danny, Danny, what? It's a man of God. He's a man of God. Guess what? I'm fucking a man of God as well. He could, he could go fucking die. <laughs> go fucking die, Nick Foles, you fucking loser! Hell yeah! Yeah, get fucked, Nick Foles. He's a, I, like, honestly, he looks like if you put shoulder pads and a helmet on me, that's what I look like. Like, he does not look like a pro athlete, nor does he move like one. Do he's, the Bears... slow, he's slower than Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Did the Bears draft a Chris. quarterback in the first round? Hey, get get the kid from BYU. He's a man of God. Just a different type of God. <laughs> he's a Mormon. He's hey. a fucking lo- lunatic Mormon. Yo, you're muted. We didn't even try to get anything out of uh, Kyle Fuller. And that's the problem is, like, with Kyle Fuller, we had him. Um, and well, we had what, potential- was, what was his contract at? Like, I, I don't even really look into it, to be honest. He had, like, two, he had two years left, or one year left on his deal with $11 million. Well, you could Or two years left, I'm sorry. Two years left with $11 million. But you could have traded him. Definitely could have traded him for two years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you could have found like even a seventh or a sixth. Guess what? People would have bitched about it, but it's better than just releasing the guy straight Dude, up. The the fucking the salary cap in the NFL is so weird. I don't. I know you listen to ESPN one thousand, but I can fucking uh, the only guy that can I can like, learn anything about the salary cap in the NFL is um, uh, Yurko. Like he me- knows like the ins and outs of it, and <laughs> there's probably like a reason why the the Bears did that. But it's like not like reasonable, really. But the way that the NFL salary cap works, like it, it probably is reasonable, like what they do. Right, and that's the thing is like okay, so that's the problem is in in um in the NFL, yes, there is a salary cap, but there's no luxury tax like the NBA, so you can still pay over, and it's not a big deal. Um, it's just if are the owners willing to? And like if you look at the Ravens, you look at the Patriots. Well, the Saints are supposed over- to be. The Saints are supposed to be the worst with it. Like they're still right. the, cap. the Saints are eighty million over the cap right now. They just clear a little bit with the signings of the quarterback and Drew leaving. But it's it's the salary cap really doesn't matter. It's who's in charge. And the problem with the Bears is the guy who's in charge of all the money is a fucking lawyer, right? It's Ted Phillips. Like what the uh, fuck? That fucking you know what? Uh, uh, Sylvie says it or not Sylvie. Um, Waddle says it best. He's like. Uh, cause you know, McCaskey, George McCaskey is like, oh yeah, he, he's, he doesn't have nothing to do with the business moves, but at the same time, he's, he's in the room. So even though well, he's not like, he's not, he's not about like, like making a decision about the team, he's in the room and he's your finance guy. So he's going to be that little guy in the corner, like, you know, Hey, 
you know, we're going to be over the salary cap if you get the, you know, if you get this guy or if you don't trade him well, away. Yeah, dude, exactly. You know what That's I mean? Thing, especially he, with Ted. He, he does have a say in, in what goes on, for sure. Exactly. And you can't, you can't tell me otherwise, especially with the fact, like, dude, this whole Kyle Fuller thing. Uh, how are, you know, it, it doesn't, I mean, I try to wrap my head around it, to be honest. I try to wrap my head around it and say, okay, well, we have Jalen Johnson. He, he can move to the one. Okay. We have. Uh, he does seem like fans. a good, he does seem like a good player, to be honest with you, watching his rookie year. But you don't think he's a good player? No, I said he, I, I, I do think, I do think he is. Yeah, no, I do too. And I think that he can definitely take, take the role of the one. I don't think he'll be as efficient right away, but sooner than later, he, they definitely have a better person than Kyle Fuller did, there. Didn't the, um, did the Bears just sign a new uh, DB? Like I, he's like a, he's not he's like good. a, he's not, he's not like a starter though. He's like a, True like fans a third, starter. what's, what's his name? True fans. He's a Desmond starter. Desmond Trufant. Yeah. He's a starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a starter where the Buster Screen was a starter. You know, like he is a starter technically. They, re- like, but maybe they released Buster Screen. They released him because he fucking sucked two years ago when we signed him. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, a, wasn't he just like a nickel guy? He wasn't even like a fucking. Yeah. And, um, he, and Ryan Case, he's... or no, George, um, Matt Nagy called him one of the best nickels he's ever seen. Ryan Nagy, oh yeah, because he's a defensive uh, guru. That's what I'm saying, and, and it's just like, like we were pointing all these signs, like we're gonna clear the cap space, we're gonna try to like just everything to build this offense. We're gonna let Akeem Hicks seek a trade because guess what? We have Eddie Goldman coming back, and and like we really think that these are gonna help. Hey, here, hey, here's a hot take. Uh, Akeem Hicks is over the hill. Yes, I agree a, a thousand percent. He is the most important he's, bear right hey, now, but this is the stick, perfect kind of stick. Trade. Stick a fork in him. He's done. Literally trade him right now for the highest value that he has. He is at the highest value that he'll ever be in the next, in the last of his career. We've seen the best of Akeem Hicks. Yeah, it's over. It's done. He's he's thirty something. If you I think if guy. you think he's if you think he's playing in sixteen games ever again, I don't want to talk bad about Akeem Hicks. We're uh. We're not good That's friends. Fine. I will. I will. That's fine. I will. I'll do it. We're we're good friends. He signed. He he like signed a cup for me. Uh, I have his number. We text. He's a good guy. Don't want to talk bad about him. So, um, you can well, talk bad about him. Yeah. Go his ahead. Careers, his career in Chicago's over. If he never, I, yeah, he had a good run in Chicago. But would he win us? How many playoff games did they win with the Kim Hicks? No, the thing with Hicks is, yes, he's old. He's over the top. Thank you for a great job in Chicago. I'm sorry that our general manager can't pick a fucking quarterback for you to be good and, like, just, like, a good defense. But I think that uh, the Bears need to definitely trade for – trade Akeem Hicks for something you know, good something that we can get in return at least. You, you know, know um, the, the, the you build your defense around right now is Roquan Smith. What did the guy yes. have last year? Two hundred and seventy-five tackles. The guy uh, is a monster, and he's yeah, going to so, be the, the the key of our defense. You know, it's not going to be Khalil Mack. Every, everybody else, see you later. I mean, everybody else, fire. So it's over the way, the way that they're, they're the shit that they're doing with this team. It's over. It's gone. It's. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. The defense was good at a time when they needed it. The offensive mind behind all fucking Matt Nagy is a fucking idiot. 
You know what I mean? Matt Nagy is a fucking like, dude. Matt Nagy is a fucking moron, and and he's he also a control freak, bro. Like he's yeah. really. Oh, a control yeah. If you can't do what I want you, if I, that I need you to do or want you to do, you're not you're not our guy. You're not our quarterback. You better you're take. Our, you're not a running back. Steps. Yeah, he's he's a fucking moron, and I I I'm I'm so tired of it, man. A, we spent 195 million dollars in quarterbacks in the past 12 years. Okay. $195 million in the past 12 years, and we have won one playoff game. We've won one playoff game. What the fuck is going on? Like, that's the fucking problem. Is, is, and, and we have this fucking Ryan Pace, and the Bears came in here and tried to tell us like he was this offensive guru and this, this great scout. Guess what? He came from New, uh, New Orleans. Yes. They never no. had to scout a quarterback in their fucking life because guess what? Oh, they had freeze. Yeah, right. Fuck out of my face! Like it's so and they weird. got they got lucky with that too themselves. Yeah, they 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 and he was not <clears throat> no part of that trade as well or that that hiring that free agency signing. And that's where I get so fucking mad. Is like you guys call this guy like he's a genius. You bring him in, you hype him up. Yeah, what well, has well, he done? But what was what was his job in New Orleans? It wasn't like he. What was he like? He would like go on the road and watch like the Houston Texans. You know what I mean? Like what was. He was just like a random scout. He wasn't even like a high end. No, I think he was. He was, he was the uh, assistant to the GM, assistant to the regional manager. I think he was the assistant to. That was um, the office reference, by the way, Mike. I don't know if you got it. <laughs> he was. He was the assistant to Sean Payton. And he was assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. So. That's Dwight Schrute for all you office fans out there. You're an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, he was direct. Uh, from 2013 to 2014, he was director of player personnel. Um, so yeah, I really wanted to get into bowls. We this is the reason we had Danny Mac on. And um, before we get into bowls, I want to get into our sponsor really quick. This podcast has been brought to you by uh, Picano and Associates American Family Insurance. You know, uh, this is the studio that we're in right now. So grateful to be here, and uh, we really appreciate it. He's got the best quotes you can you can ever ask for if you go get your insurance. Uh, his number is 847-598-2282. Uh, make sure you tell Mikey Betts sent you, and uh, he'll take care of you. Uh, once again, the Picano and Associates, American Family Insurance. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, and, yeah, so I just want to talk about bulls. Um, Danny, you are the king of hot takes with bulls. Uh, what do you think about them this year? And I just want to ask, what do you think about them uh, – compared to last year <clears throat> well i mean i don't like uh i love the way that they've been playing to be honest with you i know they lost a lot of close games they lost the nuggets uh last night in overtime uh-huh but that i mean that's expected i mean the bulls can't defend a fucking wet paper bag down low so i mean joe Kitch, the best big man in the league in my opinion He's gonna fucking tear you to bits. So you're gonna lose that game. So the fact that they even push it overtime was kind of impressive. But I mean, they just they don't have enough down low defensively to keep up with these teams. Because every, every it doesn't matter who they play against, they attack the rim, and the Bulls can't defend it. They can't stop it. But I don't know if you listen to like. Uh, Billy Donovan's like post game interviews and shit. I yes. love listening to the guy talk. I mean, I could 
I feel this like I talk all day about basketball. And that was a great I, – I was – I don't know about you, Mikey, but I was shocked as hell when he was like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to coach Chicago Bulls because <laughs> we went from yeah. the worst coach of all time and uh, fucking the big egg head. And then before yes. that, uh, Hoiberg, which made no sense. And before that, which was a great Chicago coach, and uh, Tom Thibodeau. So they get Billy Donovan, who was – excelled at every level to come coach the Bulls and they signed to run the show uh, Artie. That's what I call him. I call him Artie. Yes. And for, for the listeners that don't know, Arturis Canervicius, kind of our, how do you pronounce his last name? Yes, as long as I he's not talking about Archie. I just call him, uh, I just call him Artie. He's Artie. Good guy. Um, I mean, so far, so good. But... But he's got some moves to make in the offseason. First, <laughs> you give Zach Lee the max deal. And for all you dumb motherfuckers out there, all you stupid sons of bitches that, oh, let's trade Zach Levine. Let's get him. Let's trade him. Hey, time out. Time out. Time out, Danny. Uh, for you go guys ahead. who don't know, he's talking about me. So, all right, go ahead. You and there's other stupid people. You're not the only dumb person out there, Mikey. Just to give you, just give you a little, a little credit. Well, and, and uh, for the record, I never said that I want him to be traded. I just said he's never going to be the number one for the Bulls. That's all I said. But go ahead, continue. But they do need help. And the thing is, is that you got Kobe White. Mm-hmm. And for people that don't watch Bulls games and they just mouth off on fucking Facebook. Kobe White was starting all year long. Mm-hmm. And now he's his ass is on the bench. So is Wendell coming off the bench. Well, they're starting Thaddeus Young and Market and at the at the four and five. Yes. It's Wendell was supposed to be the one guy that could defend down low, and he has not been. And so the guy's six ten, playing like he's six eight, you know. No, but he's like he's like six nine. And he plays like he's 6'10", 6'11". I'll give him that. He plays better than he is. He's too little to be a, a center of the NBA. I, I mean, unless he's knocking down threes, which he does not. So, I mean, Wendell Carter's like, I mean, he is kind of fucking useless as a starter because he'll do the same amount of damage on the bench that he does starting. You know what I mean? He'll get you 12-9 and nine off the bench. He'll get you 12-9 and nine starting. Yes. You know what I mean? That, like his maximum level, he might get you 14, 15 rebounds. I don't have a 17 point game here mm-hmm. and there, far and few between. But I mean, you have Zach Levine. You build it on that guy, plain and simple. He gets mm-hmm. you 20. Dude, he's ever, what is this? Uh, 50% from the, from the floor, 40% from the three point line, and over 80% from the free throw. That's elite numbers. I don't care how which way you want to twist it. And You're then right. he averages five rebounds, five assists. And not to mention, he'd have, he'd probably average more assists if guys – if he had more guys like fucking Thaddeus Young who could well, finish right. at, the, at the bucket. Because the it's right – you know, They get – so I'm going to go I'm gonna cut you off, Mike. I'm going to keep going. Go ahead. They have guys – they can make shots. They can get open and – 
make shots, but they're not making shots off the dribble. They can't create their own shot. And when they, they went up by 20, what was it, 20, I don't know, 21 against the Spurs on St. Patrick's Day. And mm-hmm. now it's, guys, uh, how can I get mine? How can I get my bucket? How can I get my my points on the on the stat sheet instead of pass the ball around, give Zach the ball, let him get a double team, and a guy slashing across the middle, boom, easy layup, bucket, or a double team, Zach uh, split the double team, and there's two guys open on the three-point line, boom, kick it, knock it down. Instead, it's Zach, early offense, he throws the ball to one wing, and the guy is jacked about fucking shot. That's why Kobe White, he's not, he's not a, Kobe White is not a starting point guard. He could start at the shooting guard, but guess what? The Wolves have a starting shooting guard, Zach Levine. They don't need another shooting guard. They need a fucking point guard and they need a center. They have what a small, you... fo- they have a small forward power or power forward, Patrick Williams, who, by the way, hold on, let me also get into this. People have said this uh, draft class, who, there's nobody in this draft class. Let me give Shout you the top four. Shout out Jake Nissim. Shout out Jake Nissim. All right, let go me ahead. Give you the, let me give you the top four draft picks in this year's draft. Number one was who? Jameis, uh, James uh, Wise. Wise, okay. Yeah, some trash. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a fucking, he's going to be a top three center in the NBA very soon. Well, when, when do you think that, wait, time out. When do you think he's going to be a top three center in the NBA? Oh, it's gonna be quick. Would I you mean, give you it? Got... Would you give it three years? Would you say in three years he'd be oh. one of the best centers in the NBA? Or you think easily, he's easily? I mean, maybe sooner because you got Joel Embiid, Joe Kidd, <laughs> and Anthony Towns. But Anthony Towns can't guard a wet paper bag. I right. mean, I could, I could, I could score fifteen on Anthony Towns right now. The, the guy or averages Carl, what? Sorry, 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 Carl Anthony Towns. I can score 15 points right now on him in the post. Throw the ball yeah. down low to me in the post. I'm drop stepping him for 15 right now. Hot take right there. Cat, you have no chance. If you want to try you to get no a chance sh- with Danny Mack. No, but then again, he'll turn on his he'll score uh, 95 on me. But regardless, they're the t- I think they're the top three big men. I mean, who else uh, centers do you got? Those top those three guys. Uh, Joel. You have, uh, oh, sorry, Jokic is number one. Joel is two. Number three is Carl Anthony Towns, like legitimate big men. And I'm sure I'm drawing a blank on somebody, but Drumming. other, yeah, but he can't score. You know what I mean? He's not, you don't, I mean, you say that, you say that, but dude, the guy averages nine, 17 points a game. He does not, not average bad. 17 points a game. 17 yeah. points and 11 rebounds a game. Oh, what was I saying? But this is what, like for the Bulls, I thought you brought that up, Mike. Thank you for bringing that up. He yeah. like the Bulls should go after him, yes. but you had us the most all-time boneheaded comment on Facebook, and you said they should give up Markin and Wendell Carter for Andre Drummond. Do you, yes. Someone look up what the the Cavaliers got for Andre Drummond. They gave up like a second round, like a couple of second round they got picks. Nothing for, for the guy. They got nothing for the so, guy. So so we're gonna give up two. <sighs> potential starters mm-hmm. for a guy that the Cavs give up nothing for for half a season. 
are they no potential sense. starters? Are they really potential starters? I, I just want to know if you think yeah, that the Bulls yes. can develop them. I mean, yeah, they're potential starters. Like, they started a lot of games in their NBA careers. Of course they, they started a lot of games, but for a losing team. Yeah, but they're potential. Like, that's why I put the word potential. Right, right. Potential. They get put on a, a good – like, if, if Larry Markin was on the Golden State Warriors, you don't think the Warriors start – uh, Larry Markin at the power forward position. I think they do, but how long is he going to stay healthy till? Oh, that's what how I'm saying. That's what this guy stay. But healthy you don't, for? you don't, you don't trade her. Larry Markin right now, he's he's a free agent at the, at the end of the season, but he's restricted. Wendell okay. Carter has years on his contract, so you don't trade two of those guys for a guy Andre Drummond, who's a half a year, not even a half a year right. on his contract. I totally you understand trade, what you're saying. But my thing was, like, okay, if, if Drummond even, like, let's say the Bulls, the best-case scenario, the Bulls trade those two, and guess what? We make the playoffs this year. We're not going to go anywhere. We're not going to go too deep. But guess what? We at least are making strides and making the playoffs. Guess what? If Drummond signs yeah, but now next to, year. Yeah, but you're going to have to give him a fuckload of money, Mike. What happens if he if he doesn't accept it and he goes somewhere else? You just gave up two guys that could start for your team and, for a guy that just walked away. So right, you know, you but I also have players. a free cap. You lost three, you have... lost three starters. You lost three starters. You lost three starters. But Wendell Carter Jr. just got out of the starting position. So what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> you lost two starters and a six-man. Um, how would I lose two starters? What, which way do you want to – which way – Larry Markin is not a starter. Um, how many, how many yes, games does Larry yes, Markin came off the bench? None. Zero. He's uh zero games off the bench. Okay, so he, yes or no, is he a starter? A starter for a losing team, yeah. Yes or no, is he a starter? Yes, he's a starter. Okay, so you lost one starter, and yes or no, is Andre Drummond a starter? Uh, oh, okay, now I see what you're saying. With Drummond, like, if we lose yes. Drummond, yes. Yes. Off the yeah. uh, yeah, no, if, like, if, say we get, we get Drummond, then he leaves in the offseason, yeah, it would suck, but then we would have how much in cap space? I mean, there, well, we already, we already, would ha- we already have after this offseason, we have like fifty something million in cap space. And imagine guess, guess who's gone? Otto Porter's gone. Otto Porter fucking Jr. But my thing is when I want to trade, <laughs> I want to trade Wendell Porter Jr. Because dude, the guy plays like thirty fucking games a year. What the fuck does? What, what's his point? The guy's on a scholarship. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never see him. No, I, I, I never see, see him. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But you don't trade both of them. Is my point. You don't trade both guys. I know. I know you got really. I know. I know it hit you when I said Lowry. And I know. I know that's that's the sore subject that we're talking about is Lowry marketing. I and don't. I, I don't want to see him go. But like, he gets hurt a lot. He's not. He's not in the lineup a lot, and that's hard to watch. But you don't. I I honestly think you can separate those guys in different deals where you don't have to. You don't plug them both in one deal where you get a guy for a half a season. And also, Andre Drummond hasn't played for like two, what, two and a half, three weeks now? All right. been sitting right. his ass. Would you do this? Uh, I'm going to throw one at you. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and Thaddeus Young for Andre Drummond. No. You wouldn't. You you like nope. Drummond's or you like um, Thaddeus Young's. I love, kind of I love, I love me some Thaddy Daddy, dude. You know, it sucks, Danny, because we were talking so much shit about the guy the first two games. Well, it, it, it was, he didn't play all year. He was, you know what I mean? And we're, that was his only bad game of the year was his first game. We literally fucking roasted this guy's life. And then the next 
30 games, he has been almost putting up a triple-double. But I will tell you this right now. If Denzel Valentine is on the Chicago Bulls next year. If Denzel Valentine's on the Bulls next year. I will kill my – I might kill – Mikey, I made a bet with people. I, I was – I mean, it was multiple weeks in a row leading up to the draft. And I said if the Bulls get the – or the, before a lottery, sorry. I was like, if the Bulls get the number seven pick overall again in the lottery, I was like, I will light myself on fire. And I said it to at least 25 people. You know what? How about this? If, but uh, okay, right. I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll do this. Okay. I got, I got to think of something reasonable. I mean, that's a little unreasonable. Well, how about a Serino's bet? If he's on the team next year, um, I'll buy you and Chris uh, Serino's. Serino's. Yeah, deal. Sold. A little less harsh than. But um, then, then again, I want to kind of be like menacing a little bit. You know what I mean? Like kind of dark, fucking. A little dark, not that dark. Right to kill myself, but all right, all right, all right. Um, you you have to buy you have to buy us a sub sandwich. But if we win, we buy the sub sandwich and we clip our toenails, and you got to eat them. No, that's that's worse than killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some stinky fucking nails, dude. Oh. I don't want I don't want what Chris toenails look like, dude. That's a fucking you have nightmare. no idea. <laughs> you know, Chris has seven toes, right? He's what? Chris only has seven toes. In total. Yeah. What happened? What's the other three, dude? What do you what you don't ask people that? You don't right. ask somebody what's how to you lose your three toes. What's your first problem? Off, I mean, first I off, what's your, first off, what's your problem? <laughs> a lot. I have a lot of fucking problems, dude. So don't even go don't even ask that question. I lost them. I've just lost them along the way, you know. Sound like my okay. father. Um <laughs> and his kids. All right. You know what? Back to Bulls talk. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, you know, uh we're talking about EK, right, Danny? We're talking about EK. And uh one of my favorite moves by him and Chuck actually was talking about it. Chris, I don't know if you remember him. Um probably high out of your mind, but um yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woogity woogity woogity. Woogity woogity woogity. We were we were talking about to Chuck and his favorite player and his favorite acquisition for the year was Gary uh Garrett Temple. And love I agree. It. I love it. Woo! I veteran love move. It. Veteran move. You bring in the veterans. I'm like, dude, that was the problem. Last year we brought in one dumb dick veteran. We brought in Thaddeus Young and and uh fucking they, they didn't play him. That fucking yeah. egg, egg piece of shit never put him in the damn game. No, that fat fuck. Oh my. Hey, what, what the hey, fuck Mikey, was wrong with that idiot? Mikey. God, Mikey I get so fucking they... mad, dude. Oh, oh, fuck my oh, 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 Last year, Mikey. I, you know what? I, the first thing I thought of, he would beat the shit out of the Bulls. He yeah. was a killer. Didn't matter. Philly, Brooklyn, Aces. Indiana. He had his best games of the year against the Bulls. He, had, I, if you look up his average against the Bulls, it has to be around twenty and like nine, twenty and eight. Yeah, It'll, yeah. He he always went off on us. He always averaged double dude, doubles against he us. He beat the dog shit out of us. Dog mm-hmm. shit out of us. So when they got him, I was excited. I'm like, we got young uh, post guys. This guy's gonna, you know, a is gonna be playing. You know what I mean? It's gonna be like a, a bang bang plus situation. He didn't even get in the fucking game. He barely got in the game. This guy's well, ever making every ten shots he takes, he makes six of them. 
Well, didn't I mean, you forget? You can't beat that. The bang for the buck that we got out of Thaddeus Young this year is phenomenal. Didn't didn't you forget um last year with Jim Boylan? He was trying to he was trying to coach coach the, the kids through um lessons, not wins. I don't know if you remember that, but he was trying to teach them valuable <laughs> lessons. Yeah. Guess um, what? This is the year that you did it. Like the Bulls are losing close games, so you could you learn lessons. You don't learn lessons from losing by twenty five against a fucking cocksucker. You're down by twenty, and you call. You make your timeout. You call a timeout with with thirty seconds left, dude. Oh my god, it's a coaching moment, and he puts in a fucking G leaguer. You know, what and, and I, I always say like Latrell Sprewell, like you know, you shouldn't have choked Scott that coach. Mikey, he, Scott Scott Harrison was playing small forward and power forward. Yes, he was. Yes. He was six two. On his tippy toes. And he yes. was starting a small forward. What the yes. fuck? Come on, dude. Come on, man. That's the problem. That's the problem. Is you have idiots that get into the into the general management dude. position. And then I, I don't know how the fuck these people land their jobs. I really don't know how sometimes. Like I feel like I can go in there a six pack deep and still do a better job than half of these fucking morons. So you know? never for, when I think about Jim Boylan, I think about us at the and for all your <laughs> listeners out there, it was me, Mikey, and um, uh, shout out Gunther Sock, and we were at a Bulls yep. and Knicks and Bulls and Knicks game, and it was the end of the year, and nobody on either roster was playing. Nobody. They were the, the two of the top five, top six, seven worst teams in the NBA. Nobody was playing on either team, and we decided it was a good idea to go to the game. And we snuck up like I usually do. Yep. Sneak, I sneak up courtside. I pay $20 for Noah's bleed ticket. So if you ever want to get courtside to a game, go to the game with me. We'll pay 20 bucks. We'll yep. sneak. And we'll, you'll have a time of your life. So we snuck down. And we're courtside. And I think it was a timeout, Mikey, or something. A stoppage of play. And I get up. And I was, Jim Boylan. I was like, get the hell out of here. And everyone, yeah. everyone, the three rows in front of us and the three rows behind us and the three rows to the right of us, three rows to the left, looked at me and were just dying laughing because yep. this fucker heard me loud and clear. Yep. I mean, it, you could, I hear the echo in the fucking, in the 100 level. You could hear it. Yeah. I can hear myself fucking saying it. And we were just dying, and, and it was, I mean, that was his first half of the. Dude, that was Jim the year, was hit. That Jim was the year was that, and it was his first. That, the writing was on the wall right then and there when I did that. That you ain't lasting here, my friend. No, he, he was you were not. You were not Chicago coach, dude. You got that hard act on the sideline, but it ain't fooling me. It ain't fooling Danny Mack. No, I'll tell you, no, no hey, chance. Guess what? This is going to be the first time I'm dropping it, but welcome to Big Leagues, kid. This is Danny Maxtown, and you ain't riding around scot-free with that bullshit coaching attempt on the fucking sideline with your fucking jumping up and down. And you, No, it don't work like that over here. It you hear that? You, you you, fat fuck? You fat, bald you, motherfucker? You one fat of you piece of shit. Hey. You fucking fat fuck. Jim Boylan, you think you're a good coach? You're probably on the D3 Division League right now, you stupid fucking... You probably hey, sweat fucking J- Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan, I got the noose tied waiting for your neck. 
you fucking fat sausage piece of shit. Gosh. We're gonna oh, hang shit. you from we're gonna hang you from the, the fucking championship rafters, dude. You know you know when the inflatable <laughs> Benny comes down, like in and like just starts like dropping t shirts, you know, the and big the ass inflatable they see the hang Jim Boylan from that fucking balloon. Yep. And yep. and just like drop just drop fucking t shirts <laughs> hey, around hey, what, what he, when his neck is snapped and just hanging there lifeless, Benny just starts shooting t shirts at his chest. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking does the reverse basketball shot, you know, like the reverse half court oh, no. shot, and try to hit him on his, the head. His like has the uh the backboard, and they hang like a like a fucking rim around the, his neck, and there's like shooting the shirts off his fucking face into the into the basket. The only thing, Mike, uh, the only thing that uh Jim Boylan is good for is fucking um. Actually, what is he good for? I was gonna make a funny joke, but. He's actually good for nothing. His pop, his wife's probably gonna leave him. So, um, sorry. Good for I mean, absolutely I... nothing. What? Yep. Said good for absolutely nothing. <laughs> Bro, we literally were supposed to have a bull segment, and we were just roasting Jim Boylan's life. That's why the bulls have improved. Yeah, it, it I really... mean, honestly, but I said at the beginning, like, Art, hiring Artie. And you know what it came down to, Mikey? Honestly, that, that movie made from John Pex and uh, Arturis is mm-hmm. the fact that people were not going to games. And it breaks my heart to say it because I was the one lunatic going to the games. But Me too. I mean, it was the atmosphere was just fucking dead. Dude. It's shot, it was, bro. It was so sad. I mean, it was like, it was like, it was fucking sad. Like, you know, my tradition, I go to, I, I visit that Kirkhamer Memorial. Yep, three hundred level three twenty six, uh, Kirk Heinrich against Stefan Marbury, best picture in the United Center. Yes, sir. And I visit. I visit it every single time, and I'm getting. I'm. It's, I'm getting. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It's bringing a tear to my eye, just thinking about it. And so fucking happy. I see that. I take my picture. I sit down in my seat, and I'm ready now. I'm ready for. 48 minutes of hard-nosed basketball. And right before okay. those 48 minutes of basketball, I'm ready for the Chicago, Chicago. I love the fucking pregame. I love everything. You know, you know what? I, I, the West, it's like where the Bulls are. It's just gritty. Just a fucking West side. There's nothing good going down around that fucking You go to Billy Goat. And I love it. Yes. I love every second of it. You talk I got to Jose. Yeah. You, you get fucking, a fucking cheeseburger and you go straight you buy, to the game. You buy a fucking five dollar fucking hat off of some fucking guy on the side of the, on the side of the street. You got a, a you know homeless people left and right asking for a buck. I got no problem with. I love it. And I I know I'm in Chicago. I know I'm about to see a Bulls game, and I'm that's where I'm most generous. Well, that's I, where the I want to uh, see. I want to see everybody succeed. Because I'm getting ready to go in for a, a war, a battle yes. in the United Center. And I gotta, I get my Budweiser. I go see my Kirk Hag Memorial. I take my picture. I get to my seat. I'm in my, I'm in my fucking, my zone, which is not a, it's not a pretty place to be. Let me tell you that. It's not a place that I would recommend anyone else to go to is where I'm at before tip off of a Bulls game. Because I'm ready for war. It's dark. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a it's dark, dark. It's a dark fucking place. It's thunder. It's lightning. It's cold. It's not just rain, Mikey. It, Chris. It's 
cold rain. You know that cold rain where you, you it doesn't matter how much you layer up if you don't got that waterproof jacket on. It's, it's just so it's soaking in your bones, dude. It's pneumonia waiting to happen. It's pneumonia knocking on your front door, saying, "Here I am, kid. Welcome to big leagues." And yeah, you're either ready. Or, you're either ready or not, kid. And I'm ready for it. I don't wear I don't wear my waterproof jacket. I wear a t-shirt, and it's the dead of winter, but just just hot enough where it's not snowing and it's rain coming down. And it's fucking cold, and it's tip off for Chicago Bulls, and it's Joe King Noah, it's Kirk Heinrich, it's Derrick mm. Rose, mm. it's Jamie Butler, it's yes. the Wall Day, it's oh! the Wall Day, it's the Wall Day, let's go! That's Dude, I'm what I'm fucking hyped. I'm about to run through a fucking brick wall right now. Oh. It's Wall's Lindsay Wall's Hunter. Wall. It's Lindsey Hunter. It's Eric Pachowski. Uh, Keep it going. It's Sagala. Sagalia. How do you say the fucker's name? Uh, and Adela it's Eddie Harry Curry. Curry. Adela Harrington. It's Eddie Curry. It's Adrian Griffin. It's Tyson Chandler. Where the fuck were you guys? Where, Where the were fuck you? were you? You know, that's You're the problem. Not, they weren't in the big ones yet, kid. We... We had to go through the Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler, Marcus Spicer, Andre Snelsioni, Chris Duhon days. These fucking idiots that only experience the Derrick Rose days and then leave. Ben Gordon. That's my problem. That's ben my fuck problem. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. No, Eric Gordon. Ben Gordon. Slash AJ. I was going to say, I was like, Eric Gordon's on the Rockets. Remember when the Bulls. The last like, six, the last six man of the year for the Chicago Bulls, Ben Gordon. He might be the only one. Honestly, I don't know if they ever had another six man, but he won six man his rookie year, and he got right. He should have been rookie of the year to be honest. If he started, he would have got a rookie of the year. Yeah, and then uh, and he got arrested in London. Guess who got a uh, rookie of the year that year? It was his teammate. Seven? No, no, it was uh, no, four. It was the oh four oh five season. Dwight Howard. College. No, it was. Uh... No, he no. was oh five oh six. Was it? Anyway, uh, they were college teammates, Ben Gordon and this player. Ben Gordon won six man of the year, and his college teammate that they won national championship with, he won rookie of the year. He started. Charlie Villanueva? Yes. Yes. No. And remember? No. Remember it's when not. Uh, he was after? You, oh. You know, Coach, you know uh, Coach Hanson played with Charlie uh, Villanueva? Okafor. Okafor. Wow. Great guy. Thank you, Chris. Wow. Oh, Amika Okafor for the Charlotte Bobby. I'm not, yep. I'm not yep. Okafor. Oh, great pick. Yeah, great he, pick. He won. He won. Yeah, great. I expected Micah to get it, but he's a clown. So thank you, Chris, for getting that. What I do? The fuck is your problem? <laughs> like I said, on a lot, a lot of things, man. Um, jeez. All right. Uh, anyways. Um, it got dark there for like five minutes. I took a dark place. You know, yeah. you know who you forgot when you were mentioning <laughs> the Bulls greats. Who? Aaron Gray. Aaron Gray. Wow. Yes, sir. That fucking he was, mammoth. He was like what we wanted Cristiano Felicio to be, but Aaron Gray was that. Dude, he was. Well, like, you were Aaron... just talking about. You were just talking about the atmosphere of the Bulls. We were just talking about being on the west Aaron side Gray. and like the ticket Aaron scalping. Gray. Uh, that's what we yep. call Felicio. You know that, right? 
So oh yeah, Felicio, he was on the street. He was, he was tickets, well, tickets. Anyone want to buy some tickets? This is a fun to... fact. This is a fun fact for everybody at home. I don't know if people knew this, but me and Cristiano Felicio played one on one, and whoever won got a contract to the Bulls. And uh, I had I it was my third knee surgery. I, you know what I mean. I was on I was on one leg for I was on like a peg leg. You know yeah. what I mean? And and he got me. He got me that night. Well, you were going through the divorce. And that wasn't was helping too. And I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a pure shooter. I'm a jump shooter. And it was a windy. It was what, it was one of those cold rainy days. We totally disregarded your divorce, but okay. Yeah, we don't talk about that. And uh, <laughs> she was a mail order abroad from uh, Russia. We don't, we don't talk about it. But uh, horror girl. Yeah, I, I hope that you get everything back that she took from you. It's just like. Stuff like that is just so unfortunate. And all right, what, we don't she, talk about. she didn't get much. I'll tell you that it was not much. It okay. was uh, a pack of smokes and um, the last uh, 24 rank I had to my name. But you know what I mean? It was dark days. And things are looking up. Things are looking up. You know what I mean? But yeah, days yeah. are looking up. Man. You, uh, gotta take, you gotta take some on the chin sometimes, you know. You got yeah. you got to you got to roll with the ropes. Roll with the ropes. You got to roll with the ropes. Jeez. Yes, sir. Sounds like a pretty brutal. Uh, I can't even imagine having a mail order bride. I just feel like they would just be so fucking annoying. Chris, can you? Uh, I'm sure you can speak on that. Yeah. It's the second <laughs> one. I don't know about that, but uh, we'll talk after. We'll talk after. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I'm trying to think what else we could talk about for the Bulls. Um, it's just like, dude, what the thing that I look at with the Bulls, and we were talking to Chuck about this, is we're losing a lot of and it's it's okay, yeah, maybe the past two games have been recent. But you can live with close you can live with games or you lose close games because you see the progress. Yes. The, the thing is now where you like I think it's uh it's clear as day that wait, 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 wait. Shout out, shout out, Jake Newsom. Shout out, Jake. All right, go ahead. It's clear as day that you have to read. Zach's one of the guys. You lock him up, and you develop Patrick Williams and take it from there because Patrick Williams – oh, sorry, I, I was talking about earlier. I didn't even fucking finish it because I'm that fucking stupid. But the top four picks in this year's draft, James Wiseman, uh, Edwards, uh, Minnesota, who just had a 40-point game at 19 years old, um, Lamelo Ball, Stud, and Patrick Williams. <laughs> those are four. Those are going to be four future All Stars, Mikey. Yeah, and you're people were saying, right. And people were saying, "Oh, this year's draft class is not that good." I'm sure you said it too. And I was like, "Hold the I phone." Didn't say, but you know why? I didn't but, say that. Hold on, I'm just talking shit. But you know why people said you know. that is because because the they didn't have the fucking NCAA tournament, so they didn't they didn't get to see Edwards at Georgia. They didn't see. Uh, Patrick Williams, I think the Florida State would have made it to a Final Four last year. Okay, they didn't see him, and they didn't see James Wiseman. James Wiseman played three games at Memphis, and he was ineligible because he, because Penny Hardaway like moved him into his dorm or some shit like that. Okay, right. these are fa- these are facts for you fucking dumbasses that oh this year's draft it's not shit. Why did the Bulls take this kid at number four? He is, and I'll give it the the top three kid. Right now, okay, they might be better than Patrick Williams, but let's see three years from now when Patrick Williams is winning Defensive Player of the Year. Hey, Chris, write it down, get a pen and paper. 
Patrick Rib is going to win defensive player here one day. Okay. Put it Hell fucking yeah. down. He's going to win an all, all-star. Okay. He can play. He can guard your shooting guard. He can guard your small forward. He can guard your power forward. Okay. The three most that the, the like they, they, they've always said wings win rings. Okay. And guess what? He's shutting down those guys in a come playoff time. But they got to get there. They got to get there. You lock up Zach Levine. You progress Patrick Williams, which I think Billy Donovan is going to fucking do. Then you figure out this 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 post situation, that this conundrum we have with uh, Wendell Carter, uh, Larry Markin, and Dale Gafford. Hey, Mikey, by the way, I don't know if you saw it, like it was a few weeks ago, Daniel Gafford, mm-hmm. he started when Wendell Carter was out. For the first four possessions. Wait, wait. I know what you're going to say. Let me show you what I he, think of Daniel Gafford. He touched the four, He touched the ball the f- first four possessions of a game. I, I'll look it up the, the day I text you and who they played. It was like the first four out of five possessions. Daniel off. Gafford touched the ball. Like, Touched it. Like, touched it. Boom. Dropped the fucking ball. Got stripped. Or got it. Tried to uh, kick it out for a pass. Turnovers. He got pulled out of the game, Mikey and Chris. Yep. He didn't see the floor for another week and a half. Didn't touch Didn't touch it. They had Luke Carnett. Luke Carnett, who is... I mean, uh, come on. You get Larry Lodge to the Knicks. No respect. Let me let me show you what I think of Daniel Gafford in his career. You got a fart in my That's what I think. I don't know. That's what I think. Did you hear that? The toilet flushing. Oh, okay. That was the toilet flushing. In case you didn't know. The disrespect. I, I agree. I remember I got the text from you. You like texted me out of nowhere. Um, and was like, and you were like, yo, Gafford has a pass out of the last four uh, possessions. He has four, you know, turnovers. I was like, holy shit, no fucking way. Uh, I turned on, on the game. I checked the play by play, and this guy's having the worst game of the year. And that's what I like about Billy. Uh, if you don't fucking, if you're not playing and you're not showing out, guess what? You're not, you're not it. You're done. That's it. That's all we yep. have for you. And I'm sorry. And my favorite quote from Billy this week. Dude, he's, uh-huh. I mean, if, if you're a basketball guy, listen to that guy talk, man. It, I mean, it, it, he tells it how it is, dude. He'll like, yes, straight, straight edges again. Every, no, every post game interview. It don't matter if they win, lose, or shine. It's, he just tells it how it is. Anybody, like, I love listening to him talk about basketball. Absolutely love it. Right. Uh, last night he said what about or not last night the other night against the, uh, the Nuggets, right? And this this comes from yeah. two days ago. Three days ago we played the Spurs and we lost against the Spurs. Um, he said we we play like a self fulfilling prophecy, and I just feel like I want to get. He's so smart, out. dude. Right, and then he says uh, somebody asked him a question uh, uh, on his players that have trade questions or concerns. Um, and he said, just walk up the stairs and sit down and have a conversation. Our first is an honest, straight-up guy, and he'll give them exactly what's going on. And I feel like finally, dude, and I know that for me and you. So John Paxton wouldn't, like, talk to the players. 
He wasn't involved. John Paxton would choke the coaches. He would fucking put spies <laughs> cameras in the room. Hey, wait, wait, wait. let's be honest. Vinal Nago deserved to get choked the fuck out. Well, that's true. Yeah, that guy. I give. I deserve to get choked, Vinny. The only credit, the only like credit I give uh, John Paxton is um, the drafted Kurt Connick at seven because everybody was gone. And if they didn't get him, it, it would have been bad. They would have got nothing in that trip. But then the next year, they got Ben Gordon, Luol Dang, and Chris Duhine in the same draft. And that saved John Paxton's job for 12 years. Right. Uh, what did we always talk it, about? What no, no, no. no. It would have been like, what, like six, seven years? And then they got Derrick Rose because the NBA, NBA uh, lottery's rigged. Uh, yep. everyone, knows, everyone knows that that knows me knows that I say that all the fucking time. I go to bowl games and I scream on top of my lungs that the ambulatories are rigged. Chris, I don't. We gotta bring uh, Chris to a bowls game. Like, oh, he he he'll leave. He won't be able to handle us. Oh yeah. By the way, I yeah. forgot to tell. Uh, I forgot to tell you guys. Dude, I had this, Mikey. You'll appreciate this. Awesome. Uh, I had one of the best sit down Italian meals. Maybe uh, I've ever had. Where at? It was uh, the pasta with al dente. Where it? Wait, what's it called? I'm sorry. It's called, some people know it as, uh, I don't know what other people know it as, but I call it the garden. Oh, fire. The olive garden. <laughs> That's a fire ass place. <sighs> Top notch Italian. Dude, are they still, I don't know what, after this podcast, I'm done. It's Olive Garden. Bro. Let's get some Olive Garden. Minestrone on Mike. Dude, get the cheese. Get the cheese. Shred it up, dude. We don't tell him to stop either. <laughs> Never. <laughs> this is the Mikey Betts show. It's just been hijacked by two idiots that enjoy hey, it. You know, hey, you know what? Hey, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. Let's get your bets in so we can run the Olive Garden. Let's, hey, let's, let's, let's get let's... this fucking shit show out the way so we can uh, get some minestrone. <laughs> All right. So actually, Danny, since I have you here, um, this is the Mikey Betts show. I do want to talk about bets. Yes, um, sir. So uh, this is going to be airing Monday night, right? And we want to give the guests some some picks for the week. And I know you're an NBA guy. I know you're an NCAA guy as well. Um, let's talk about Monday night slate. The Bulls are going to be playing the Jazz. Uh, right now, it's the Bulls plus eight against the spread. Are we going to put some peanuts on that? Are we going to are we going to throw out throw down on that or no? Um, you know what? I I think I would. I think I would uh, put money in the Bulls covering just the way that they've ended. Um, mm-hmm. the last couple of games, it's a it's yeah. a bitter. That's a real a gut check. Um, so yeah, I think I would. I think I I I put money in the Bulls to cover, just because the I mean Utah's a really good fucking team. Well, but the way the number one team in the league right now, technically. Yeah. But the way that what the Bulls have gone through the last couple of games, I think, and then now they have a, you said they play Monday, right? Correct? Yes, this is Mon- uh, tonight. Tonight. It's airing tonight, so it's tonight. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd put, I'd put money. I'd put peanuts on the Bulls to cover. Just just because of, I know it's the Utah Jazz, but because of the way the last couple of games have gone for the Bulls, they blew a 21-point lead or whatever it was. And they lost in overtime to a really good Nuggets team. Yeah, 
I can see him coming out and throwing a lot of, a lot of haymakers at the, the Jazz, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like they're just going to come out hot. They're going to come out pissed off that they should have won the last two games outright. They lost last week's game or um, against the Nuggets. They lost. Literally 0.4 seconds is left, and Jamal Murray ties it with three. So I, I know what the Spurs game and the Nuggets, they're definitely biting themselves. Or they shot themselves in the foot. Uh, there's yeah, no other it hurts. Those, those ones are the ones that hurt. The division game that I'm really liking that I could put some peanuts on, um, and I would put it at plus five. Or no, it's plus six and a half right now. I'm sorry. It's Pacers against Bucks. The Bucks have not been playing like the Bucks uh, of recent years. And I feel like the Pacers have a chance uh, to cover the spread. I don't think that they're going to win, but I feel like they're going to keep it relatively close. The Pacers are that pesky team. They don't really have anybody with a no- name brand besides bonus. They're, the, they're the Pacers, bro. They, they have not changed the last 20 years. Right. They've and always they, just been, yeah, just pesky, in your face. They got a couple guys they can score. They got some bonus. They got Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. They, got, they got a couple good fucking players, dude. Um. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb. Uh, yeah, they got guys that can put the ball in the hoop and they get after it. So yeah, I had, no. I hate the, I hate the Bucks. They're the Bozo brothers. Yeah. Everyone that knows me, they know I do not like the Bucks. I love Giannis. Giannis is a great player, but they will that's always hard. be the Bulls' little brother, and that's just a fucking fact. I cannot. So yeah, I got I, the I got the Pacers. I can't Outright. have. I Take can't. That. Take that. Take that outright. Take the money line. Pacers money line. Take it. Take that. Danny Betts. Take that. Um, dude, what about Hornets Spurs? Hornets Spurs. What are we doing? What's the money line? What's the what's the action? Uh, money line is Spurs minus one twenty. I would put money on the Hornets. I feel like the Hornets are twenty and twenty. What's the spread? Uh, plus four. Who's plus four? Spurs plus four. Uh, I mean, I, see, this all depends on who's in and out, who's out. I mean, you got NBA is like the finicky, like there were in batters if like one or two guys are out, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, and the NFL, that's the huge problem because, like, I'm looking at Tuesday's game, right? At 6 30, we're looking at Lakers Pelicans. Obviously, if you if you see that game and you look at them both healthy, oh, you're gonna breaking, go, breaking news, go. by the way. Uh, I mean, it's not breaking when we're recording this, but like an hour ago or so. Uh, fucking LeBron James turned his ankle back. He died. He died. He's not. He's terrible. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck fucking up. Fucking terrible to hear. Um, we really wish he's, nothing but the best for the family. But he's out. Listen, he's out indefinitely. And Andy Davis already out. So I mean, I wouldn't put not a fucking dollar on the Lakers for the next two weeks. Like yeah, like what are they without LeBron and AD? They're they're a, a fucking shit. Trash garbage. You got Kyle. You got Kyle Kuzma and uh, Caruso. <laughs> Kyle Kyle Kuzma, fucking sucks, bro. He's so I, bad. I've never thought that guy was good. He averages. I he fucking sucks, man. Like he, he averaged. He averaged like eighteen or nineteen when they like they, they won like what the end was like thirty games. I, I feel like Danny. I feel like we have this special. Um. Just like of uh, us multiply watching sports so much, and like I feel like we watch sports. Well, oh, we're like on the same, we're the same wavelength for sure. Yeah, uh, I feel like me and you, we we definitely we definitely watch more than the average person, right? And yeah, more than the average Joe. 
Yeah, and I feel like that we could tell the players that are going to be good and are going to be bad based on, like, like we both, me and you both knew, like, uh, Jeremy Lin and Joakim Noah. Like, we knew when their careers were done. We knew when, like, you could, like, okay, don't pay them. Like, all right, it's time to let them yeah. walk. It's time to not pay them. I don't know what it is with certain scouts and certain general managers. Even, like, Phil Jackson, when he signed Joakim Noah to that four-year $72 million contract. We're all looking at him like think- $78 million. You know, I think that was like a that was like an inside job. Like he wanted just like to fuck the Knicks one more time. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. He beat them like eight years straight in Chicago. He's like, I'm just gonna fuck these guys one more time. Oh yeah, yeah. If Derek can get money, why can't I? Kind of thing. But but that's like the problem is like I just feel like the problem with the the general managers in the world is how come how come we could see things before they can, especially with like. A prime example we have the bull or the bears and then and then you have and then you have owners like and i'm gonna this kind of remind me thank you for reminding me jerry reinsdorf my biggest nemesis in the world okay mm-hmm. i hate that guy more than anything anything in the history of the world I would, I would fucking, I would do, I would, I mean, you can cut this out if you want, Chris, but I would fucking murder him if I, if all right, I, all right, let's, let's, let's role play. I'm Jerry. Okay. Then, then, how you doing? How you doing? Michael Jordan. I don't know. I don't know. Just trying to get the fucking words out. Shitting his pants. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's let's talk about a shit another shitty quarterback before we wrap everything up because it is getting late. We do got to wrap up the Mikey Betts show. Um, we'll finish up with our last bets of the day and then we'll get on with it. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll role play one more. Let's. You are uh, you're a free agent coming into Chicago. You're a quarterback, right? You want to yeah. be. You want to come to Chicago, but you fucking suck. Okay, you you know you suck. You you fuck you you trash. So like the team I'm or Ryan the quarterback? Pace. I'm Ryan Pace. You sell me, ready? Hey y'all, Danny. How do you feel about becoming a Chicago Bear? Uh, not to be fucking. <laughs> you're the general manager, you cunt. But if you'll give me enough money, I'll come here. I mean, that's like literally what it's at. Oh. Guys are coming here to for to play for Matt Nagy or because they like uh, pace. They're coming here because of the, if they give them enough money. That's literally what it is. Well, Danny, I really appreciate your input there, and uh, I really am going to respect <laughs> it. But I really want to ask you, what kind of car do you drive? Do you drive a Toyota? I don't. I don't have a car. I have a bus pass and a, and a fucking Metro monthly fucking pass. Well, a Metro monthly. Then you're a guy. That sounds like a hard worker. Someone who would come into work every day using the bus pass. You sound like you need a four-year, seventy-two million dollar contract. Come into my office. And that's how he fucking works. He talks like a fucking moron. He acts like a moron, and he is a moron. He signs people without any experience. He's a scout that literally bullshitted his way, and he's to the top. I wish, Danny, I wish somebody would literally give us a job, but no, we can't bullshit our way to the top. And I feel like, 
honestly, we'd be more successful than Ryan Pace right now as as the Bulls general manager. Is that a hot take? You mean those bears, don't mention. Wait, bears or wait? What did you say? Did you? Say, I think whatever. Yeah, I get you saying, but I mean, it's it's uh, like I always said, like about the bulls with the chemistry we always had. It's not an ownership, bro. If the ownership yeah. doesn't want shit to change, it ain't gonna change. Like, simple as that. Chris, you still awake? Chris, Chris, Chris does. He just gave me a thumbs up. Um, he just gave me a thumbs up through the other room, so I think he's good. Might be jerking off. Oh, um, thanks for that. Yeah. That. On that note. On, on that note, uh, we're going to finish the free plays, and uh, we'll wrap up the Mikey Betts show. So uh, I'm looking at Tuesday's games. I do like the Knicks against the Wizards. I do like the Pelicans against the Lakers. Um Suns versus Heat, I think that's going to be a good game, but I'm going to go with the Suns against that. Um, Danny, do you have a different opinion on me with those last three games? I mean, uh, I know the Heat have been hot lately. I haven't checked them the last yes. couple of days, but Jimmy Boyer's been hot. He's he been has been hot. Hot for the Miami Heat. Yes, he has. Take that. Man, imagine if the Bulls still had him. Oh, it was Zach Levine. Anyways, uh, Nets Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> Nets Blazers. Yeah, we would have had an all-star for four extra years instead of just getting one now. Yeah, yeah. And we would, and he would be fighting people. I mean, either way, it would be the same position, but, I mean. Well, that's one of those things. It's like. Well, the Bulls, the Bulls like, were never going to pay. The Bulls were going to pay Jimmy Butler another time. They were going to. They refused to pay him at one time, not a mind two or three. I, I agree. I just feel like that situation like would have never worked out, no matter how, how like how good it could have went. It just wouldn't have worked maybe out. Maybe if we got maybe our tour is fucking five years ago, it would have four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but no, we had to stick with. I mean, guys. I love Jimmy Butler. He's okay. My, I was actually gonna bring this up, so I started to cut you off. But in my in our like time, like where we can remember watching the Bulls, so like we've been live for Jordan Pippen, but like we weren't really there for it. Right. So my my all time like me watching and actually seeing the games, Bulls players, I would say number one, Derek Rose, obviously how great he was. Yeah. Two would be Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Three would be Joe King Noah. Three. Uh four would be uh Luol Dang. Uh Five, I know it seems Kirk Hines low on the list, but he's my favorite bull of all time. But I mean, production numbers, everything goes in consideration. That, is that because he's Kirk. white? Is that no. he's white? you racist? No, he's he's my he's my favorite bull of all time. But I'm saying like the best. You know what I mean? Like everything considered, not just my personal opinion on it. So Kirk Hines five. Number six is Zach Levine. And Zach Levine's arising very quickly, and Ben Gordon's number seven. But Zach Levine could end up. I mean, he'll he'll get past Kirk Heinrich. He'll get past Walt Dang. If he gets one more All Star, he's past Kirk Heinrich. He's past uh, Walt Dang. If he gets two more All Stars, I hate to say it, boys, but he's top three that I've seen in the Chicago Bulls uniform. Derek Rose, I, Jimmy Butler, me, that I kind of 
I want to know this. Give me your ceiling for Pat, Patty, uh, Patty Williams. Uh, Chris, you wrote it down, right? Patrick Williams, defense player of the year one day. So he's going to be a defense player of the year one day. He's going to be perennial all-star. So perennial means at least three in my book. So he's going to at least – I think at least two or three All-Stars. I really do. I like the dude, look at the size of that motherfucker. He's like six nine. Like, what is he like two twenty? And he's defending like a motherfucker, bro. He's nineteen years old, dude. He's like a, he's a child. He's like yeah. kid. The shit that I was doing, I was in like dude, I don't want to fucking tell people what I was doing at nineteen years old, the stupid shit I was doing. But I mean like you know what I mean? It's uh, the shit that he's doing is unparalleled. You got LaMelo Ball, yay, whatever the shit he's doing. But he has the ball in his hands the whole game. Like, Patrick Williams is playing on the wing. He's defending the other team's best player. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's impressive what he's doing. So, I'm really excited about him. You lock up Zach Levine. You get him to be to become better. I mean, the Bulls, watch out, dude. You got – you you make a, a trade or two. You draft one more guy. I mean, they could turn on real fast, man. Real fucking fast, Bulls. Tell you that right now. You know, it's just one of those things that we're gonna have to wait and see. I really, finally, am excited to watch the Bulls. The Bulls are actually good this year. It's it's not like the previous years where I was just like, not doing it. Why do I have to watch these fucking Bulls again with Jim Boylan, knowing that there's nowhere gonna to go. When it comes to what like, comes. When it comes to like all time entertaining Bulls players that we've sat, uh, watched, Mikey, Zach yeah. Levine's number three. Derrick Rose was the most exciting. Joe yes. Kinoa, I'd say, was number two because the shit that he was doing mm-hmm. as a big man. And then three is Zach Levine. Zach Levine is more exciting to watch than Jimmy Butler is, 100%. Jimmy Butler is the better basketball player, but Zach Levine is way more exciting to watch on television. And I cannot wait to see him again live at the, at the level that he's playing at. But I mean, yeah. he's a, he's a, like you tuned in to watch Zach Levine. I mean, you would tune in to watch Jimmy Butler too. At least us, at least we would. But I mean, uh, Zach Levine's a different type of exciting to watch. The, the fast break, the uh, off the dribble, jacking up threes, knocking down threes, getting the basket. Jimmy Butler would kind of slow and a, a better basketball player. Not saying Zach Levine's better, but. Zach Levine's more exciting, right? I, I I agree. I um, I think that he does have the potential to be, and I just feel like that there's nowhere but up for the Bulls. Uh, since we're talking about the Bulls, Danny, since we're doing the Mikey Betts uh betting thing, let's go through Wednesday through Sunday all Bulls, okay? Okay. Cavs Bulls, who's gonna win? Bulls. Uh, is Zach Levine gonna have over three and a half three pointers that game? Yes. Okay, uh, let's do Warriors Kings. I know it's not the Bulls, but this is for Thursday's game. Uh, Warriors Kings, who do you got? Uh, I'll take Warriors. I'll take stuff. I can't. Yeah, I'll take stuff. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Warriors too because I feel like Buddy Heald is always the poor example, the poor man. Steph Curry. <laughs> we were we were hating at him like two hours ago. He's talking shit about him. Yeah, exactly. Buddy Heald. So he can go fuck himself, buddy. Healed. Uh, <laughs> Friday, the Bulls don't play, uh, but the Heat play the Hornets. I feel like the Heat are gonna annihilate the Hornets that game. Um, yes, the Heat, the Heat are hot right now. 
Saturday, it's the Bulls rematch versus the Spurs. Can we go ahead and hammer on the Bulls? I feel like this is the revenge game that we didn't know we needed. Yeah, we'll hammer that. And then last but not least, Sunday next week, uh, there's no Bulls games. So we can do, um, let's see, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. There's nothing really good. We got the best game, honestly, is probably Suns Hornets. That's going to be a 12 o'clock game. Uh, I'm probably going to go with the Suns on that one. Yeah, me too, yeah. So uh, that's it for the Mikey Betts part of the portion. Um, I want to thank you, Danny, for coming on the show. I really appreciate all the, all the time that you gave us, especially with the Bulls. Uh, obviously, you know you're always welcome back on the show. Um, Thanks for yeah, having man. me, fellas. Yeah, appreciate man, it was, it. Yeah, it was, was fun. Dope. We talked about a lot. We, but thank you, everybody, for listening to the Bikey Bats show. I uh, hope you got some knowledgeable information about the Bulls, the Bears, 2020 and – or 2021's March Madness. And, uh, and thank speak, you again. Go speaking, ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, speaking of the Bulls, don't forget at the end of the show, we're going to go ahead and play our interview that we had with Chicago Bulls play-by-play man Chuck Swirsky. Chicago legend Chuck Swirsky. Ain't that the fucking truth? Uh, yes, Chuck Swirsky's uh, joining as well. And So let's get out of here. Let's go to Olive Garden. Drive home safe to Chicago, BB. You guys, you guys meet me at the OG. And here's, here's the, uh, the great Chuck Swirsky. Tell us how you started out. Give us a, a nice unique story about your career on how, and how you started. Well, I actually started when I was in, believe it or not, the uh, sixth grade. I walked into the local radio station in Bellevue, Washington. The call letters were KF, KF. It stood for Kemper Freeman and his wife, Catherine Freeman. And I was 11 years old. And I said, I want to work at your radio station. And the receptionist said, how old are you? And I said, I'm 11 years old. And she goes, why don't you come back in a few years? And the gentleman behind her, who happened to be the program director, and said, young man, come with me. And so he took me back to the studios, gave me a little tour, wasn't a very big radio station. And he said, I'll tell you what, you come over here once a week after school, and we'll find something for you to do. So I uh, polished records, I took out the trash, and I was able to rip wire copy paper and give it to the news director and then eventually that led to me assisting the sports director on the kinko conference game of the week <laughs> and so that's how i got my start wow that's awesome i talk about taking 100 percent of the shots you don't take you miss that's uh one of those shots that if you didn't take that who knows where you would have been um it's just crazy that the path it takes uh you take so um it's just nuts. I know you you did a lot of uh, time in Toronto with the Raptors. Yeah. I know you spent a lot of time there. That that's where uh, Onions is. That where Onions, baby, Onions. Uh, yeah, developed? sure did. Yeah. So when was the first time you you brought out Onions, baby? Onions? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. The first time I ever heard Onions was Ray Meyer, the okay. legendary DePaul coach, mm-hmm. and he was able to uh, every summer after the season he conducted a clinic in a camp in Wisconsin. And so um, one day he's talking about the upcoming, you know, off season with this camp. And he goes, yeah, we have a couple of guys who could really step up. They've got some big time onions. 
And so <laughs> I thought, wow, that's kind of neat. And so we just took it and kind of added on to it uh, as the seasons went by. That's awesome. I really like that one. And then my other my other one is the uh, salami and cheese. Bring out salami the salami and cheese. And cheese. Yeah, that Bring out awesome. the salami and cheese. Yeah. Good old days. Oh, yeah. Now, during those days, you had Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady. Oh, like It's just crazy. Chris Bosh. Well, who was your favorite Raptor uh, watching? And just like, well, you know, I, I, I've never, honestly, I've never had a favorite player because to me, like, you know, it's a team. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, I mean, Vince Carter was on a different level. I mean, the moment he arrived in the NBA, you could tell he had an extraordinary skill set. I mean, it was like the, his first few years in the league before he started having issues with his knee. I mean, he was just dunking on people and not only once a night or twice a night Mm -hmm. he was getting after it three four times a game where he was way above the rim I mean he was climbing the ladder and throwing it down so um you know and McGrady was awesome although I was only with McGrady two years before he pulled into Orlando as a free agent and you know you always have I, I wonder if those moments well I always think about my time watching McGrady and Carter and to myself, I always wonder, you know, had T-Max, you know, hung around Toronto for another five years in his prime, Vince in his prime. I wonder if they would have reached a finals or even won a finals together. And we'll never know, of course. And that's the cruel thing about sports. We don't know, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? We had a good coach in Butch Carter. And to me, I think had McGrady and Carter stuck around together in the case of T-Mac, I think they would have won the Eastern Conference at least twice. Yeah, it's just one of those things, those what ifs. Yeah. And, and, you know, in Chicago, we have one of those biggest what ifs, the, you know, Derek Rose, what if he never Absolutely. tore. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, man, I, I mean, you can you can it, go it's right just one of those things to the the 85 bears you know had had they not broken up had wilbur marshall not left as a free agent had the instability at the quarterback mm-hmm. position not been so glaring with mcmahon being injured tom sack coming in steve fuller coming in doug flutie coming in on and on and on and on and you wonder yourself okay like the white Sox when they played the orioles in 83 they were a better club than baltimore but baltimore beat them in a short series the cubs in 84 with the Padres, they had a 2 nothing series lead. Yeah. They only had to win one more of the three, and they couldn't get it done. So, again, you know, what ifs? You know, the Marlins, Cubs, you yeah. know? Had that 2003. Yeah. yeah. And you talk yeah, about just... quarterback in- instability, and now it's – now we feel like we're still at that same point, obviously yeah. with the with the Bears and the the Andy Dalton signing. That's been the biggest news this this week. Unfortunately, yeah. wasn't what yeah. we we're kind of hoping for. But I get um, it. You know, in a, in a sense, um, I, I I don't feel badly for Andy Dalton because he's handsomely paid and mm-hmm. he's he's had a good run, not a great great run, but a good run as a quarterback, and I understand that. And Bears fans are, are taking their anger directed uh, at, you know, whether it's the front office, whether it's the coach, whomever, and they're right. taking their anger out on the player. And the, I mean, if you think about it, if you're Andy Dalton 
and a team comes to you and says, hey, we're giving you 10 million plus 3 million in cents. What are you supposed to say? No, you're and looking for no. a job. So exactly. it's not his fault. I mean, you know, he did his job. He was available. He was a free agent. Somebody in the NFL knocked on his door and he opened the door and said, come on in. Next day, he signs a contract for 10 million plus. I do the same thing. So, I mean, I, I think the Bears fans, I understand the frustration. I love the Bears. I absolutely love the Bears. You can ask my wife on Sundays. <laughs> it's do not disturb for yep. three and a half hours because I am into Bears football. But I think the fans are probably venting at the wrong place. And I, I don't know I, how much Andy Dalton has left in the tank. Who knows? He could be great. He could be okay. Or he could be a bust. But, you know, if we put ourselves in Andy Dalton's shoes, we would have done the same thing. Right. Absolutely. You take the situation where you you are offered the most money and apparently he was uh, told he was going to be the starter as well. Yeah. So who, who who is he to say no to that one? So exactly. you're absolutely right. Fortunately, we don't have to focus on the Bears for a long period of time. At least we get to focus on a pretty exciting Bulls, uh, Bulls team. Moving forward, what are your expectations for the rest of the season, Chuck? Well, um, let, let's just say this. I think the Bulls, like the, the game with the Spurs and a few others, not lately, but a few others, obviously, in this season, there have been some growing pains because I think they're learning a lot about themselves. The coaching staff is learning a lot about the personnel and who to put on the floor. And I think the front office is doing an evaluation over where are we going with this? And yet here we are. And the Bulls right now, if you look at the standings, would be in a position to have a play-in game. Mm -hmm. And I think it's imperative that, you know, sooner or later, everyone could say, well, they should get back in the lottery. This Well, it's about time that the, that the Bulls make postseason. And I know a play-in game is not classified as a playoff game. It's a play-in game. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. A playoff game is eight versus one, two versus seven, so on and so forth. Um, a play-in game is you're playing to reach the top eight in the NBA. So we, we need to be very, very clear about that. Having said that, I do think it's important for a guy like Levine and Carter and marketing and White and a number of other young players who have never tasted postseason to understand what postseason is all about. And exactly. it's a completely different, different, you know, animal, so to speak, than a regular season game. You may face some really intense games in the regular season, but nothing matches playoff basketball, period, right. and on many different mm -hmm. levels. So I, I hope the Bulls can at least get to that point this season. And you never know what happens in those situations. Uh, so, kind of reminds you of the Marlins last year when they were able to get in and then play the Cubs. And then they were able to defeat the Cubs in that uh, that best of three series. So once you're in, you just kind of never know what, what could happen. But like you said, the, the situation going forward after getting that experience, if that were to happen, is going to be huge moving, moving forward down the line. I agree. Do you, uh, do you think that there's going to be any trade moves or any uh, any any rumors in the air going on right now around the the uh, United Center? Well, I you know this is my standard answer about that. I think 
obviously, as Arturis and Mark, they've got a, a job to do and responsibility to do, and they listen and they talk. But, you know, if a trade is made, a trade's made. If it's not, it's not. But the, the encouraging thing is, to me, they've made two moves uh, with the Bulls because I think they want to see this thing marinate to find out what they have especially in a COVID world where these rosters are changing by the moment because mm -hmm. some players are in, some players are out. And all we had to do is look at this week with some guys resting. I mean, Oklahoma City, I mean, Ariza, who just got traded to Miami, he hadn't even played one game for OKC. They basically said, stay home. I mean, Horford rested the other night. And so we're seeing a lot of these teams kind of like take a step back and say, where are we right now? I think the Bulls, the two moves that you can judge Arturis on, along with Mark Eversley, is they picked up Garrett Temple, who I'm a big fan of, because I think he adds so much really smart, intelligent man who happens to be a basketball player, not the other way around. And he's really good in the locker room. And so the, I checked the box on Garrett Temple. The other box is Patrick Williams. I mean, the top three were gone. Had the Bulls had a top three pick, it'd been interesting to see where we're going with this because it was pretty much a consensus with Edwards and Ball and Wiseman. Mm -hmm. um, what would have been interesting is had Mello gone one and had Wiseman, you know, he went two, uh -huh. but in the case of three, had Edwards dropped, now you're saying to yourself, okay, do we take Edwards or do we take Williams? But we'll never know that. And the Bulls are very happy, as we all are, with Patrick Williams. I mean, I think this guy's going to be a tremendous player. It really is. Yeah, he's he's great. He's electrifying, too. And he's already got a good nickname, the Paw. I think I love that nickname. It's just he's, yeah. he's monstrous. He's ready. And... Um, he looks shy right now, but you give him a couple of years and he'll blossom into uh, a really good superstar. I think I, I'll, I'll call it a hot take. I'll call him a superstar. Uh, put me on tape right now. So, all right. Um, Chuck, I want to um, let you go because I know we're on a time crunch, but I, I do want to ask you this question because I know yesterday or not yesterday for the Spurs game the other day, you wanted to, uh, you were ready to dance when uh, we were up by 23. I, I, I was, but I didn't. <laughs> you were ready to dance. Now, I was ready. Where did you uh, where did you learn these dance moves? Because I, I see you them on what? Twitter. I, and... I mean, you know, honestly, um, it's it the the choreography is horrible, and I plead guilty. I'm not a very good dancer. I like to have fun. I like to celebrate because I think uh, number one, um, you know, the important thing of sports is to bring people together, to bring competition on a stage, and also. Yeah, having, especially this year, to have fun. And I like to have fun, not at the expense of other people, but the expense maybe of myself, but to do what I've been doing for such a long period of time, I still love my job. I still love basketball. I love talking sports with you guys. Um, and so I said to myself, hey, you know what? When the Bulls win, I'm dancing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so... Uh, I decided to do it and the thing has taken off. So, you know what? It is what it is and I'll keep dancing and hopefully I'll have a few more dances left in me because I, I truly believe that 
some wonderful days are ahead for the Bulls. I really believe that in my heart because they do have a really good front office and they have a really, really, really good coach who gets the most out of these players. And I think as Bulls fans come to appreciate the front office and the coach and as the roster changes, as all rosters change in all sports over the context of a number of years, I, I think you're going to see some really good days ahead for the Bulls. Well, that gives me a lot of reassurance and uh, makes me happy as a Bulls fan. So that being said, Chuck, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank for you guys. On the Mikey yeah, Bet thank show. you. That was awesome. Thanks this a lot. Was awesome. Thank Be you well. so much. Take Have care. Take care. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Monkey Knife Fight. Yes. Uh, it's a daily fantasy sports gaming website for the casual sports fan. It's, dude, it's simple, fun, easy to play. Um, you basically determine which superstar is going to have more or less points. Okay, so you're going to see, like, LeBron James, if he has 20.5 points, right? Is he going to have more or less than 20.5 points? You put down 5, 10 bucks, you win, you know, whatever the payout is. Um, and if you use the promo code MikeyBets... Mikey Betts, M-I-K-E-Y-B-E-T-S, you're going to get an instant match deposit up to $50. So let's say you put in $50, you're going to get $50 from them, and you'll have $100 to play with. Say you want to put in $25. Okay, to put in $25, you get $25 back. That's $50. Sounds like a win-win to me. And if you don't have a, a, a gaming app, perfect place to go, perfect place to download. Yeah, once again, that's Promo code Mikey Betts on Monkey Knife Fight. So make sure you guys check that out. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, we hope we hope you have fun. Hope you uh, make some peanut butter, you know.